so for example, I mean, you said like that Opus Pro making short form content. If you're going to make the short form content, might as well put it everywhere. So for example, um, on the mortgage side, we've been um, making these short little bite-sized videos, just like teaser videos, 30 seconds or less usually uh, about a different program or or uh, you know, sort of special financing option. One I uh, uploaded today was was along the same lines of the, the text script that I shared. Is the idea that you need 20% down uh, to purchase a home holding you back? Well, uh, let me tell you right now, we've got blah, blah, blah. Recorded that, put it on YouTube Shorts, put it on Instagram Reels, put it on TikTok, uploaded it to my Google business listing, put it on Facebook Reels, put it on LinkedIn, right? Uh, so if you're going to do it, you might as well leverage it everywhere. Try to make it feel native if you can, right? Because each of those platforms has their own little intricacies. There's a point of diminishing returns there, right? Like how to efficiently do that in a way that that increases the effectiveness, but you know, you're not spending hours and hours to do something like that. So I, I like all of them and, and we've gotten opportunities from all of them, but I'm also not married to all of them, you know, like, uh, there's been rumors and whispers that TikTok is going to be banned in the U.S. I mean, that's been going on for quite a while. If that happens, yeah, whatever. I'll keep using the other ones, right? Um, you know, I like the fact that on TikTok that or TikTok that the algorithm will, you, you know, you could create an account today and, and upload a video and it could go viral and it could, you know, get you a bunch of uh, opportunities. You don't have to have an established base there. Um, I think that's great. Um, but I also think there's something to building an audience and an established base that you can, you know, sort of uh, um, build relationship and rapport with over time as well. So I use them all. And, uh, you know, I kind of subscribe to the Gary V social media strategy, right? Try to be everywhere all at once or as best you can. Let's go. Welcome to Building Bigfoot, the podcast to grow your business profitably. And so we're with Josh Shanley. He was here uh, on a previous episode, and this is part two because we had an awesome time. And I think this is going to be really exciting because now we get to hear a little bit more about how he's growing his business, how he's building his team. And uh, just to kick things off, uh, quick recap. So uh, yeah, how's your family doing? How's the the, the sporting events going? Uh great um it's certainly uh <laughs> i am very uh i feel very grateful and uh, and blessed that uh um though it feels like craziness and chaos um grateful and blessed that that we're able to participate in in the uh the craziness and, and chaos and and make it all work um and uh we're, we're a sporting family so um you know it, it feels it uh, it keeps us busy in a good way. And, um, you know, there are times where we uh, feel like we're pulling our hair out, but uh, I'm sure we'll look back on all of it and uh, and smile. Yeah. And you have four kids, right? Four, yep. All uh, multi-sport athletes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, man, what a treat. I so, so my kids are a little bit younger than yours. Yeah. I got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And my six-year-old yesterday, she was doing a concert out of school. Right. And so... Uh, it, I just think it's such a cool way to like get to like interrupt my day in in the best possible way. Yeah. Go to her school, get to watch her on stage, and uh, afterwards, uh, you you had mentioned um, on the last session, like what's the impact? And I, the impact I think is good because after like my daughter, she doesn't say much, but she came up to me and she gave me a hug, and then she ran away, and then she turns around and then she gave me a second hug, 
And I was like, the second hug, I was like, yeah, I think, I think that meant something. I'm really glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share this because I mean, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with business, but um, I think it's relevant to this conversation. Like, so, so yesterday, the, 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 the fact that I have the flexibility and the ability to go pick up my, my son had a game last night, a baseball game at six o'clock. I was able to go pick him up after school. I got him some extra BP. I take him back to the school because he's, he's getting close to his license, but he doesn't have his license yet. Then I go and take my other daughter. We go get some hitting in. We rush back. I get a quick shower and then we go watch Caden, my oldest play. Like, I don't know, like that's the stuff, right? Like I'm excited to share what we're doing business wise and, and how we can help people on that side of the things. But like, for me, uh, my why is that because I'll never, yeah, like that will, I will remember those things way more than anything I do business or, or financial, uh, financially speaking. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And it's, it's business is a ton of fun and it's really, um, when you can create a business that enables you to, to have that like quality of life that you can invest in the things that are really meaningful. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I always think about funerals. Like if you ever go to a funeral, um, it, it sort of like, for me, it helps to recalibrate. Actually yesterday, they like at the, the, the concert, they were playing the song and, um, talking about recalibrating and the, this, the song that they were, were singing was, uh, it's like, thank you for rain or thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for uh, joy. Thank you for pain. Yeah. And, and it like hit me because they were asking the kids, they had like all the kids sort of like write down what, um, like, like what they were thankful for. And one of the kids did write down um, the statement. And I, I thought, wow, it's really powerful, which is if God made pain and God is good, pain must be good. Yeah. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I left, I left this thing for a kid's concert. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of, lot to chew on. (laughs) There's a lot of wisdom there from a six-year-old. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was, it was pretty surprising, but um, yeah, there's a lot of wisdom there, but yeah. So let's, let's kick, let's kick into things. So, so you're, you're, you're building uh, these teams under yourself um, and you're building this, uh, this, this mortgage team. Yeah. So, so what inspired that? And um, yeah, why, why are you doing that? I, um, I, I don't know. I can't point to one singular thing that got me thinking about it. But the, the bigger picture of, of why I went through the process of, you know, it, it's not easy to get a mortgage license in, in Pennsylvania or uh, yeah, in Pennsylvania or the United States. Um, I would say it's less easy than getting a real estate license, in, at least in most states. Um, there's 20 hours of education and the test you have to pass is not easy. Um, and in fact, I don't know what the fallout rate is, but there's a pretty significant fallout rate of people that put in the hours and never pass the test. So it it wasn't a decision I took lightly, but the reason why I decided to proceed with it above all else was to be of more value to my direct real estate sales organization and to the larger real estate community that I have, whatever you want to call it, influence or 
um, that, that, you know, that I've had a positive impact on. And what I mean by that is what I've experienced in my own real estate business is having a proactive, creative, problem-solving mortgage team allows you to do exponentially more business. Um, and, and that combination of real estate agent or team plus mortgage broker or mortgage team is not a, to me, it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals four, five, six, seven, eight. When they're working collaboratively and, and rowing in the same direction. Um, I've just found through my own personal experience and through the third person experience that when you don't have a good mortgage partner in your mortgage, in your real estate business, even if you are um, a predominantly listing agent, um, not every listing, despite the way the market's been right now, not every listing is like easy peasy, all cash offer, no inspections, whatever. And so when you can have a solution when so-and-so's got a buyer for your listing and at the last minute, the deal falls apart because the lender XYZ, you know, dropped the ball to have that as a solution. Um, I just found that they are the perfect match, real estate and, and mortgage. And I decided I'm going to just facilitate that. I'm going to make it be that I can be that solution for my sales team, my, my real estate sales team, uh, I'm with EXP. So I have a, I have an organization that is uh, distributed throughout, I don't even know, 15 states or something like that. And, and now on the mortgage side, we, we've built a team where we are currently, uh, the, the mortgage broker we're a part of, we're licensed in 48 states, but our team is licensed in, I don't know, 22 or 25. And, and we're going to get that number up to probably 35 by the end of the year. Um, and um, I think the biggest value add that we're offering from that perspective is, is in the last 30 days, we've helped something like six, seven or eight uh, clients that had been turned down by one, two, three, four. One guy was turned down by six other lenders. And we've been able to get them pre-approved and under contract and in underwriting, and some of which have already settled. Um, so, you know, I feel like it's just a perfect match of, um, I think it's Zig Ziglar that has the quote, right? That you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And for me, when I yes. thought about that, building this team, which I've got great team, like I wouldn't have been able to do it myself. I've got a great um, I've got great other leaders with our mortgage team that, that, uh, you know, have allowed that to happen. It's not through any, you know, I've been lucky to be able to, to, to partner with them and work with them, but that team allows us to be the, the, the epitome of that quote. We are helping, uh, agents and their clients get what they want. Right. And I think, you know, uh, the world is better. When we have more people uh, enjoying and embracing uh, home ownership, right? So if we can help people that want to own a home and and have that pride in ownership, um, you know, the, the the more good we're doing in the world, and and so that's that's been the 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 thing that's driving that, and and we're finding too 
tactically or strategically speaking with uh, our agent partners um, using mortgage or financing related offers and scripts and things of that nature has also been a wonderful way to convert more leads, right? Um, you know, for those that, that use street text, for example, to build their pipeline to generate cold leads, we've found um, that to be extremely effective. In fact, uh, just this week, I was able to, uh, from my local, uh, you know, I use KB Core as my CRM, and uh, a lot of the database that's in there has come from street text lead generation. And uh, I used a simple script this week that has allowed me to send over 11 warm referrals this week to our mortgage team. Uh, now, not all of them are going to get pre-approved. Not all of them are going to get, you know, buy a house next week. But like, these are people that are ready, willing, and able to do the work to get pre-approved and to buy a home. And that script was financing specific. And, um, you know, I can share that script if you think, uh, you know, the audience would would uh, would benefit from it. But um, it, yeah, it, that was a long answer. But but that's the reason why. Like it, to me, it was. Um, well, I'll, I'll share another. My, my favorite author, uh, and my probably my my all time favorite podcast is uh, Tim Ferriss. Um, favorite, you know, I, I I love his books. His books have had a profound interest. Uh, or impact on my life. And one of the, the the principles that I love from him is finding the lead domino, right? There's all these things we can be doing. And every day or every night we go to bed thinking, you know, I've got all this stuff, but what's the one thing that if you tackle that thing will either make everything else on the list irrelevant or easier. And, uh, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, that 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 was another reason why focusing on building the, the mortgage team um, and uh, and being able to be of, of value and service in the real estate community from a different perspective. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. So you, uh, by putting together the, the, the mortgage team, you can ensure that more people are successful in their quest to have home ownership. And as a result, everybody's more successful. Mm -hmm. And and then how do you have your uh, your mortgage team and your uh, your real estate teams do they do they collaborate on uh, when it comes to uh, to building new relationships and, um, and and filling the pipeline or are, are they are they because they're, they're obviously independent operators yeah. so how do they how, yeah how do how do you be designed it so that they collaborate and work together while also um, you know pursuing their own uh, personal goals, whatever that might be. Yeah. So um, we we use technology um, to to do a lot of the so the technical aspect. So Jonathan, if you say, yeah, we we want to we want to co market together, we want to collaborate, and uh, so we would look at your technology, what you have, we would optimize that for you, and then we would also integrate it with our side and what we're using for CRM, et cetera. And we set it up so that there's two-way communication. So if someone on our team has a great conversation with one of your prospects, they they are able to input notes. Hey, I spoke with so and so. They're looking for you know uh, um, a single-family house uh, from three to five hundred thousand in this school district, uh, and they're uh, you know they're looking to make a move by September or whatever that conversation is. We set it up so that no, those notes flow back and forth. So everybody's on the same page, and so that we're all pulling in the same direction. Um, that's 
that's really powerful if you think about it because uh that's probably the area where where the most disconnect happens totally. is that everybody's working in a silo not intentionally but just because if you're if you communicating with somebody those notes are not being synced between usually they're not being like synced between um a real estate agent and a, and a mortgage broker and so they might be having the same conversation twice or they might be having a conversation that the other party should be really aware of and they should be jumping in on yeah but they just aren't being you know they're not cc'd in it because it's you know the, the thread is over facebook messenger or something like that yeah. and yeah so that that that's like alone is is hugely important and it's not flawless right but we're, we're trying to do it so that it is uh so that there's transparency everybody's on the same page and we're all working in this in the same uh direction and 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 quite honestly every day we're trying to improve what that process looks like and how that works and the, the other big thing that uh is is uh always provides a, a good type of challenges uh not everybody is set up the same way. Not every agent is using the same CRM or IDX or, or whatever. So we've got to creatively, you know, look at each situation and scenario. And not only that, but also what niche or what audience is that agent, you know, focusing on? Are they, are they, uh, you know, are they catering to um, the downsizing niche or, or potentially downsizing niche? Or do they prefer to work with first time home buyers? Or, um, you know, are they focusing on move up buyers? buyers that you know they they're in their starter home but they need a bigger home for their family so that is the creative work and and oftentimes exciting but um it it's uh it's also challenging right because it's not a it's not a one size fits all sort of rubber stamp process uh in each uh in each case in fact i was on a call uh before we hopped on here uh, a new co-marketing client and uh, that's what we were going through you know what does their database look like what crm do they have uh, and are using, and then what is the what is that niche or or um, ideal audience that we want to build the the future pipeline around to start filling up her her database with more opportunities? Um, and so uh, that's so that's so key. So so I was speaking with um, uh, uh, Gabriel uh, Olgin, who I think you know you know Gabriel, and so he was talking about the power of of like working in your natural state and the. The key there that I think is really important for people is like when you when you're focusing on on your niche and, and you're going after it, you really want to find somebody that is or a, a niche that is, is something that you're interested in. It's uh, something that uh, like, you know, very well, yeah. but it's kind of within your sweet spot so that you're automatically gravitated towards because um, I think that's really important. Like um, uh, Adrian, she, she talks about that, too. Uh, she talks about the fact because she goes after the downsizing mm-hmm. side of things, but because she herself is a downsizer, so she went through that whole process, right. and and so she's really able to uh, communicate in a very like naturally like a very authentic way because it's just it's her journey. She can have that conversation, so it doesn't have to be real estate related, but it always goes that way eventually. Yeah. Um, and and because she can empathize with that journey, and so it's. Like yeah, so understanding what that 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 niche is is really really critical. And then, like, what do you do? So let's say you're speaking with somebody like a, a mortgage broker or a real estate agent, and and this is like their that this is the the target that they want to do. Um, how do you help facilitate that? Like set up that pipeline so that it's bringing in the right people. Well, it's it's the traffic, right? How are we driving traffic? Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, or you know some combination thereof. 
It's what, what is the initial automated sequence? Um, the way I treat that is, you know, that, that sifting and sorting out the low hanging fruit, the, the small percentage of people that are ready, willing, and able to do something today this weekend, you yeah. know, they, they want to look at houses this weekend. That's a small percentage, but we still want to make sure that we capture that, right? We don't want to lose out on that. And then, and then, uh, the longer term, uh, and, and what are we going to do and what does that look like and how do we uh, uh, match that to the audience and to the niche so that it is congruent and relevant to them. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and then staying on top of that and, and really just, uh, following up and following through and time blocking each day to, to make sure that when people are engaging based upon either that initial automated sequence or the longer term sequence, uh, that we're there and coming from a place of service, to uh, to make sure that you know if and when they're ready, they know that we're we're their you know we're their uh, professionals of choice to help with whatever that may be, whether it's downsizing or whether it's trading up or whether it's buying their first home or whether it's buying their first investment property, right? Because there's any number of different niches that are or, or can be extremely profitable in real estate. It's it's like you said, it's finding what suits your personality, your experience your, um, uh, you, you know, what, what you're passionate about, right? Because a surefire way to fail in this is if you, if you choose that niche or, um, you do things from a place of what's going to make me the most money, you know, there's lots of ways to make lots of money in real estate. So if you're just going for what's the most profitable, you may have some success, but you won't have as much success as Adrian who is doing it from a place of not just this is profitable financially for my business, but it probably also fills her soul because she's been through it and, and, and like is passionate about that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think it's really critical, um, you know, in my conversations that, you know, are we picking this niche because you think financially it makes the most sense or is there some other uh, maybe better or accompanying reason why that's the audience we want to work with and 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 build a pipeline and a database around. A hundred percent, yes. Like you know, people they'll hit that that um, that wall otherwise, where you know the it's not easy to sustain something if you're only doing it for um, because the opportunity looks so good. Right. It, you know, it's really hard to stay consistent. Because guess what? Every opportunity is going to have days where it's hard. And that's why I like that Steve Jobs quote, which is you have to be so passionate about what you're doing because any rational person would otherwise give up. Yeah. And so it, it you, you've got to have some sort of um, love of the thing that you're going after because that is the thing that's going to keep you in the game. Um, I know that they say like motivation is like what starts and habits is what keeps you going. Yeah. But like the reality is, is habits is really the fruit of there's 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 another driver. There there's something else that made it fun, um, that that is worthwhile. There's a study that Google did with uh, MIT, um, and they they looked at uh, they wanted to know like uh, what causes people to keep doing. No, no, it wasn't with MIT. Sorry, it was Google with um, uh, Stanford. Stanford. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, that that professor. So she. So they looked at the um, the habits of people going to the gym, and they're like, "What makes people successful? Why do they keep going?" And uh, what they discovered was that people who, when they go to the gym, and uh, they pick 
the the thing that they think is going to have the greatest impact, like the most profitable, the most whatever it is, they'll go and they'll just work out really, really hard. And they end up leaving the gym tired, sore. It wasn't fun. And uh, and they, they don't go back. But then the people that go to the gym, which is a much smaller percentage of people, I think it's like 10 or 20%. It's like a very small percentage of people that do this. They'll go and they'll pick the the thing in the gym that looks for them the most enjoyable. So maybe they... Uh, they find the wrong machine the most fun. So they'll go pick the wrong machine. They'll do the wrong machine. doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be sore or any like any more or less sore than the other person, yep. but it, they found it fun. Yeah. And so then they show up the next week and the next week and the next week. And before long, they are achieving the outcomes that everybody had in their mind that they wanted to achieve. But um, they are achieving those outcomes because they picked the, the thing that they enjoy to do. And so like you said it and it, but it's, it's so profound. So when you're picking a, 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 a niche, I, it's funny. I always pronounce a niche. I'm trying to say niche. Yeah, well, I, I know, I know you Canadians up there. But it's, it's like when you're picking it, pick the, like uh, pick the clientele that, that you really like enjoy working with, yeah. but there's like, you said it there. It's like, you really believe. And I actually believe this too, that everybody should own a home. Like it's, it's something that is 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 worth fighting for. Yeah. So pick a purpose, pick a clientele that you're like, hey, I really feel passionate about this personally, and that passion sometimes will develop over time because, but it could be something that it's like these are people that I I like to build relationship with because I know that they're going to extend it to my first a client, then my friend circle, then their really close relationships. Yeah. Well, they could be anything. Just pick that angle that that you really enjoy doing, and it's going to keep growing because you're going to keep growing it. And, and the thing I'd say, if, you know, if you're new or, or, or you don't know, like you're not going to figure it out by thinking, by simply thinking through it. There, there is, you know, you, you might get some clarity around that by doing that, but until you actually do it, right. Um, for your, your gym analogy, right. It takes some time going to the gym to figure out which of those pieces of equipment are the ones that you enjoy versus the ones that that create a painful experience that makes you 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 sort of subconsciously resisting coming back. You you can't figure that out without doing some, right? Like it's that that analogy of you can't steer a parked car, right? You got to get you got to get going and then you figure out through that action and activity what is the in this case what is the niche or what is the piece of equipment that I can get results from and also I enjoy like I'll be excited to come back tomorrow or next week to to work with those clients or to work out on that piece of equipment. I love that analogy. You can't steer a parked car. Yeah. I'm going to use that. That's yeah. that's great. That that's really good. And so uh what are you seeing right now as as really uh for you and your team like what's the the most powerful acquisition channel that you're you're finding that's working for you? For cold clients? Cold clients, warm clients, uh, relationships. Um, well, for cold, I, I would say it's been the same. It's Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, some people will argue Google Google Ads because there's intent there, whereas Facebook and Instagram is more interruption. Uh, my argument would be you're still going to get the people that have intent, and you'll also build a pipeline of people that are. Uh, that you're catching more upstream so that when they hit the tipping point they've already decided to work with you so you're not you're not even competing 
Um, as far as uh, some of the other, you know, whether it's um, existing database, et cetera, I mean, some 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 tried and true things that that uh, that we see that that worked uh, um, week in, week out, day in, day out. Uh, I've got a a weekly email newsletter process that I send to my database, and I recommend all of our co-marketing partners and my sales organization. Uh, it's a Friday morning email. Uh, it's a simple but really powerful uh, way to stay top of mind and to fill your uh, uh, pipeline with engaged, interested people for the rest of the week. Um, and, um, you know, maybe we can figure out if, if, if somebody wants, uh, I've got a document that has templates and, and the reason why and how to, et cetera. You can just uh, reach out to me on, on social media or, or, or wherever it may be, and I'd be happy to share that. Um, so that's part of our sort of formula for success. Every Friday morning, we're sending that email to the entire, our entire database. Uh, and then, uh, you know, usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we are, we are text messaging and, and uh, also sending emails that are more um, directly designed to create conversation opportunities to, to sort of uh, revive or resurrect um, inactive uh, contacts or, or, you know, mildly active folks that are just kind of laying in the weeds just to turn up, okay, who has had something happen that, uh, that has changed their level of motivation. And so, for example, you know, I kind of teased it a few minutes ago, so I'll, I'll share the one that we uh, sent this week that led to so many warm referrals. I, uh, you know, depending on your CRM, you may or may not be able to do this, but I was able to go into KB Core and I chose all of the uh, leads, all of my buyer leads that are noted as prospect or new lead. So they haven't really engaged. They're in there, but they're not really doing anything, right? So the, these are, you can call them dead. You can call them inactive, whatever you want. And uh, I sent this text message. Um, and I don't have it right in front of me, but this is pretty close to it. I, it was, uh, hey, Jonathan, uh, is the idea that you need 20% down holding you back from uh, purchasing a home? Question mark. Would you like more info on the zero down financing options we have available right now? Question mark. Let me know. Thanks. That sparked all kinds of conversations and um, led to, at, at last count, 11, 11 folks that we've sent over and our, our mortgage team is, is working to get pre-approved and, and bring back so that our local buyer agent team can get them out shopping for, uh, for a house. Uh, so things like that, that is, that is so smart, you know, because I think one of the most important things with marketing or any kind of communication is education. It's just helping people know that there's an option available for them yep. so that they can make a better decision or maybe move into the dream sooner. Uh, and then now you can, like you said, like this is this, I can see where the two sides of the team start really power, like working together powerfully because the real estate agent is going to have a database, the, the lender is going to have a, a, a database or the mortgage broker. And, uh, and if they can communicate that same message previously, that wasn't a message that a real estate agent could communicate because it was, it, it, it wasn't, um, their service. But now if you're working really closely in in a team dynamic, well, that's a great, okay, I got one. Let's communicate, you know, let's, let's, let's put them in the team I trust. And, and that formula, if you think about that script as a framework or formula, there's lots of ways you could use it. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be zero down financing. Like, you know, we, we have some programs here in the U S 
I don't know the, you know, the financing and mortgage options as well in Canada, but we have some great zero down financing programs, but it could be low down. Um, it, but it could also be like that framework could be used with seller leads, right? Um, you know, uh, you know, think now's not a great time to sell. Think again, we have, you know, 232 active buyers looking to buy a home in, you know, blank area, which is the area that they've got a home in, right? So there's any number of ways that you can use that idea, that framework of, do you have this, um, this unfounded belief or right? Or, or, or like, do, do you have this, uh, you know, do you believe this myth, right? Here's the reality, you know, would you like more information about that kind of thing? So, um, you know, I think that's a great framework and, you know, folks, that's not amazing. even, not even in, in real estate that that framework, you, you know, would apply to other other businesses and, yeah. and industries as well. This is, it's, it's a really, really powerful way of thinking because usually it's that belief that's holding a person back. Right. It's usually the unsaid, it's the unsaid uh, obstacle. And like, so this is, um, I, I mean, I would love to know more about even like the zero option. So is that through a private, um, is that a private lender then that, that's, oh, no. that's providing that in the US no. or? I mean, so USDA financing is uh, is 100% zero down financing. VA 100% zero down. Uh, FHA with a down payment assistance program, which we have lots of uh, wholesale lenders that do that. Uh, there are zero down programs for physicians and medical for professionals. Um, so um, you know, getting into the weeds a little bit. So the mortgage brokerage that we are a part of, that our team is a part of. We have the we have access to the the greatest number of lenders of any mortgage broker in uh, in the country, and all that means is we have more access to products and programs when it comes to the financing side of things than anyone else. So, uh, however, those three that I started with, like you know, those are pretty ubiquitous uh, in 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 the United States. Um, they don't apply to every market, let's say. Well, let me say, not all of them apply to every market or every price range. Uh, but generally speaking, there's some way to, you know, to turn that. Uh, there's there's some angle or approach to that, regardless of of market or price range. Huh. That's that's super uh, interesting. I think we need more programs like that in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we I, don't. I we have that, that was the case that there maybe wasn't that same uh, level, and and maybe for good reason. I don't. I, I you know I don't know. Uh, um, but that was that was my understanding uh, that there aren't maybe as as many sort of creative or special financing options in Canada. Yeah, and there might be some that I'm not aware of. Um, but the challenge is that with the in Canada, like the you know same same with. The, the states, the uh, property prices rose so fast that the the wall for a lot of like home buyers has jumped up quite significantly. Yeah. So uh, it's currently you need a five percent down for anything below five hundred thousand, and then you need ten percent down for anything above five hundred thousand. But with the median price of a of a, a family home in my city being a million. That means you're, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a steep wall yeah. for any first time home buyer yeah. because it jumped up. And, and just literally uh, six years ago, the median price was at 500,000 points. So it's, uh, it's really jumped up quite yeah. substantially. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 
It's a challenge. It's a challenge for a lot of people uh, because, I mean, the difference is like $25,000 saved versus $75,000 saved. Yeah. And uh, so I'm... I would like to see more programs that can assist uh, that first-time homebuyer, especially, uh, you know, because I think I, I just feel like it's it's such an important part of society. I yeah. think, or I, I think I feel like it should it it should be much more. Um, yeah, like it, I think it's hardwired into um, into us as people, as humans. Like you, you want to have, you know, your 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 stake, yeah. like your land, you want your homestead, you, you know, it's, it's the thing you, 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 you know, you're looking, you want to, you have a family, you want to have a home for your family, you want to raise your kids there, you create so many memories there. Uh, and yeah, I really do. I think, uh, I don't know what the solution is, but I'm, I feel like we could, we could learn some things from the States. For yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 So, um, next question is, so you're, you're driving. You, obviously, you're like doing this great job with with the pipeline. You're 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 good at communicating. How do you select who you're going to be communicating with? Like you said, on the Tuesdays and the Thursdays, you're you're uh, you're reaching out. Who do you pick in your in your yeah, database to communicate? With? I would say um, I don't have like a perfect formula, but generally speaking, uh, I would say if if we're gonna if we're gonna do that four times a month, right, once a week for the month. One or two is going to be the active or the engaged, and the scripts are going to be catered to those. And two or three are going to be the um, the, the 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 non you know the inactive, the not engaged, the the non responsive ones to see you know who's got a a pulse right or who's who's interested. And, and part of the um, part of the magic in this. Magic's probably not the right word, but but part of the benefit in doing it and doing it consistently is is not just getting into conversation and, and finding the ones that are interested. It's also clearing out the ones that aren't and are never going to do business with you. Because for every time we do this, we get plenty of people that tell us, please stop unsubscribe, whatever. And that, uh, that opens up space to put more energy and effort into the ones that are interested and engaging. And, and it also opens up the space to replace them with new opportunities and, and, and uh, folks that are maybe a little bit more interested. So, and I share that because, you know, sometimes when we're working with agents and, and even we struggle with this, like uh, the idea that what you focus on expands. So don't focus on the ones that are saying unsubscribe, not interested, et cetera. Focus on the ones that are, that are interested, that are engaging, that are having a conversation with you um, and and let the other ones go to open up that space for, for more of what we're looking for. Um, and there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty, I, I said this earlier and I'll say it again. There's plenty of opportunity in every niche, in every market, uh, in, in, in every situation or scenario. Um, it's a matter of finding what will work for you and then consistently doing the work. And, and really, I would say probably any business, but especially real estate and mortgage, your two primary goals or functions are grow your database, nurture your database, right? Like you all should be able to do the other stuff, right? Like you know how to do the paperwork, you know how to provide great service, you know how to get the, the, the deal to the, the table, 
But if you're not growing and nurturing your database, you're not going to have the people to do that stuff that you're so great at, you know, um, and, um, and and it becomes a huge value prop for the agent, because uh, if you now are working with a client, let's say there's a person who's thinking about selling their home and you can say, hey, listen, I've got this database of active buyers. Yes. I've got this database of people that I've been nurturing who I know at some point, like they've raised their hand that they're looking and I know a big portion of them are looking for a three bed, two bath, and your property is that. That that gives you a huge um, marketing edge over other um, other agents because you've done the work of building the pipeline. So not only is it a media business today, but it's serving your clients of tomorrow. And so it's really huge. Yeah, I mean, you bring up if 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 you've got a homeowner, you've got a seller in your database, and something happens and they need to sell. They don't get excited and thrilled at the idea of hiring a real estate agent. What they want is a ready, willing, and able buyer. They view the real estate agent as a necessary evil more than anything else. So if you can demonstrate to them, Mr. or Mrs. Homeowner, that I have the solution, right? That's more valuable than here's why I'm so great and why you should list your home with me. That's not, no seller ever was excited about hiring a real estate agent. No, they, they viewed that as a necessary evil to get a ready, willing, and able buyer. So 100%, in fact, we have, um, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while. And um, one of our most successful, uh, I'll call them coaching clients or, or students uh, ever is uh, actually in Canada, Lethbridge maybe? Um, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he followed. Uh, he built a large buyer database of of uh, buyers interested in new construction properties in that area. And because of that, he got attention. The attention of new home builders in his market. And I don't remember the last. But the last time he reported to me, he did. His team did like forty seven transactions in one year because they had the cookie that the builders were looking for, right? They had the, the, the end result that the builders were looking for, which is people hungry for what they have. And, uh, and they hired him as a necessary evil, right? To get to the, the, uh, the asset that he had built. And that's really what, you know, in real estate, and again, pretty much in every business, your asset is your database. Like that is the thing that has more value than anything else your database of customers, clients, and uh, not yet converted customers and clients. That is where the value is at. Um, and you and you, you tie it together the whole uh, niche because I mean, here's a guy who's, who's gone and targeted specifically uh, new builds. Yep. And now he's then, he's attracted because of that, because of the database working in his niche, he's attracted the, the builders. And so that's, or the developers, that that is huge. I know, um, Matthew Nicholas, he's based out of uh, Winnipeg, um, which is we we like to call Winterpeg because it's freezing cold all the time. <laughs> no, and, thank uh, you. But he he did the same thing. So he was he was focusing on, and then he ended up attracting the entire condominium building because that was being built. Yeah. Because they saw his marketing, yeah. and and that's what that's a lot of people are looking for. That they're looking for somebody who's a really good marketer. They're saying like, hey, listen, I have something to sell. Do you have access to? The people who are likely to buy this yep. because that's very valuable and 
especially if you start talking to developers property like that that's what they're look, they're looking for that proactive actually i got a funny story on that so steve uh my brother and i this is many years ago many many years ago um he was in real estate and uh he's like hey I, I'm, there's a new development going up in our town and uh i think it would be cool to uh you know become you know uh, to become the agent of choice of this development and so we we created a website specifically for that development. It was called Centuria, and we made Centuria Resales. There was no real sale resales; it was a brand new building, but uh, Centuria Resales. And we listed every single of the uh, the apartments in the building that was for sale, and uh, we put it online. And a week later, uh, uh, Steve gets oh, and then and then he went and they took flyers, and he put it under every single doorstep of the apartment with the address back to Centuria Resales. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he gets a building, like a, a, a call from the developer and the call, the developer's in a different province. Um, and he's like, Hey, I'm not sure whether I should sue you or hire you, but I think I'm going to hire you. <laughs> and so he became, <laughs> he became the official agent of Centuria resales just like that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, or Centuria development. And so sometimes you got to go and take like that proactive step yeah. and, uh, and you, and you, you know, I mean, it's not to say there isn't some risk involved, but, uh, you know, that could have gone either way, but it worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, I love it. Love yeah. It. The, uh, I, I'd completely forgotten about that until yeah, that's great. right now. That's great. Yeah. So, so then, um, what are your like cues when you look like, so you basically you're, you're communicating to your database. Um, what are your cues? How do you identify somebody as active? Like what, what's, what are your signals? Well, so uh, KB core makes it easy because there are triggers that will turn a, what, what's, you know, someone classified as a prospect or new lead and it'll turn them green as active. Beyond that, if you don't have something like that, and KB Core is not the only one that can do that, there are lots of great sort of all-in-one solutions that are able to do that now. Um, and can you customize that on KB Core so you, you can, can say these are the things I want? Somewhat, somewhat. Um, so you can do that. That's part of their behavioral automation technology or whatever. Beyond that, if you don't have that functionality, you just have to think creatively. Like, um, and and maybe instead of segmenting it that way you know when we work with clients sometimes let's say they have different buckets so they've got uh you know they've they got 300 400 500 a thousand people that have requested information about new construction homes in blank area and maybe they have three four five hundred that have uh signed up for a free home valuation and they have a couple hundred that have um come in off of specific listings right so you can use those different buckets and you say, you know, okay, week one of every month, I'm going to hit this bucket. And week two of every month, I'm going to hit this bucket. And week three, I'm going to hit this bucket. So it's a matter of taking what data you have and what technology you have and, and figuring out how to do something, right? Because um, again, you can't steer a parked car. So do something to get feedback so that you can do something better next week. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a matter of, and, you know, real in real estate, there are so many different CRM solutions and IDX solutions and so forth. So there's, there's, there's so many different ways that people can be set up. Um, but 
there's always opportunity, right? There may be some work in it, but the work pays really well. You know, um, you know, commission checks, generally speaking, are, are you know, pretty nice. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a matter of figuring out how, how can I do this based upon what data and information I have access to, and then just get into work and try stuff, try stuff. Um, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll never get, uh, uh, you, you can, you can get analysis paralysis or you can get feedback from the market and, and try to be better tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So good. So good, Josh. The, uh, so then are you like, how are you communicating to your database when you're not um, sending these, these weekly messages? So, so what I understand from what I'm hearing you is you're rotating your database. So you're not hitting everybody every week right. and you're trying to prioritize, okay, I want to figure out who's active and I want to communicate with them. And then maybe I'm going to the next week pick people who are not active because maybe there's somebody in that list who had an objection and I want to get over it. And then what are you communicating to them uh, the rest of the time? So this is a great question. So everybody gets the Friday newsletter, number one. And then our goal on the real estate side is every contact should either be getting property alerts or listing alerts or a market report or market update or in some cases both so if they were home value leads they're getting a market report or a market update and it could be a home bot it could be a home iq we actually do both we get we send out a monthly home iq report and they get a market report through kb core if they were buyer leads they're getting some kind of property alert and as closely matching it to whatever they were interested in when they came in. So if they, if they opted in for a list of uh, maintenance-free single-story homes in blank area, we're going to send them, we're going to send them those on a regular basis. It might be twice a week. It might be every day. The both scenario is they opted in requesting that maintenance-free list. And in what we call our dispositioning process, because every lead we generate, we want to find out more information on them. So if they opt in for our, our list of maintenance-free single-story homes, we're going to try and find out, do they own a home and what's that address? And in that scenario, they're going to get a market update and they're going to get the listing alerts. Um, so in our, my experience, um, that is the best catch-all. Friday email newsletter, and then having them on one or both of either a listing alert or a market report, market update. And then when you layer on, you know, th those things are uh, more automated than the manual work that you're going to do and to send out, for example, the, you know, a, a script like what I had mentioned earlier. Um, and, uh, and those things done collectively in our experience, it's how you exponentially increase your conversion rate on cold database or cold lead generation. Yeah, it's it's huge. I mean, it's it it really is the best form of remarketing because you are providing value. Your brand is there. Yep. You're 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 not just providing value, but you're you know, if you think about it, it's people are really interested in the stuff that um that they are that, that is either their investments yep. or it's uh you know what they're searching for 
like if, if you meet a friend and they're and you're talking and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this car and the conversation starts to to you know expand and then your friend says, Oh man, I, I know of this great um, you know, I've test driven this car. I think it's really cool. You should go check it out. Like it's it you're you're naturally it's an interesting conversation because you have a friend who's interested in it too. That's like the property alerts because yep. it's like, hey, I'm I'm interested in this thing, and now I've got a friend who's like telling me of vehicles or or the you know the homes that they've seen that are going to be relevant or pertinent to my search. Yep. And then the um, the the uh, the home value side is a no brainer. It, it just really is a no brainer because people care about the stuff that they that they care about and and they happen like your home investment is one of your biggest investments you can make yep. personally, and so. Just getting that data. Um, are you sending that on a monthly basis or a weekly basis? Uh, the the uh, the Home IQ report, which is similar to HomeBot, it's just we've started to use that a couple months ago um, for several reasons. That goes out monthly, and then they'll get a market report monthly also. But we try to set it up so that it's um, you know one happens at the beginning of the month and one happens around the middle of the month, so that they're like that's that's awesome. Know, it's two touch points, and they're not like two too close together. I get a, I get a monthly market report. It's funny. Um, I get a lot of newsletters and some of the newsletters are really good. And some of the newsletters are very, yeah, you, you're, you're sort of like wondering like, what, what are you, you know, like there's no point to it. It's doing like, there's more literally harm no than point. good. Yeah. There's oftentimes yeah. I feel like they're doing more harm than good for, for there's no, there's, there's no like access to, anything there's no information about the agent there's no information about like the listings there's no information about the market um and so the uh but then i'll i I get this one report um from this one agent and every every month he sends it and he's he's very consistent and he always does a youtube video as well so it's great because then he'll have like sort of the high level details in the email but then i click his his big picture cuz it's a link to the the video and then he does like a 2 or 3 minute video just kind of discussing what's happening in the market and i've found it really fascinating because he he really um he just shares sometimes the same thing he's really got in the email which is like here's what the data but then he'll talk about like what's this what's that signaling yeah and um and it's been fascinating watching it especially with the rate changes every month and then kind of observing it and, you know, I look forward to that email now. I feel like I'm smarter because that's a of it. perfect example of how you differentiate yourself and make sure. Um, maybe not in your specific example, but other people in his local market getting that newsletter when they're ready to buy or sell, like they're going to at least give him a chance. And most Absolutely, likely, yeah. if he doesn't screw it up, it's his business. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to have to compete against three, four, five other agents or brokers in his market. Um, and he's creating a piece of content that is one to many. Um, so it's not like he's, you know, he's using that content. Um, he's leveraging that content in an efficient way, which is the, the same idea with our the Friday email newsletter uh, is that it's it's creating a piece of content that we're then leveraging in as many ways possible. Um, to create top of mind awareness and stay top of mind and just keep your, you know, keep reminding your database, Hey, I'm still here and I can still help you if, and when you're ready. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes tons of sense. So you've got this system dialed now. Uh, what do you, are, are you like, what do you feel is the, the direction that marketing is going? Like, are you playing with the AI stuff at all? 
yeah. Yeah, I mean, a little. Um, in, in my opinion, it still will never replace the personal, right? Absolutely. So um, using AI to be more efficient and effective, yes. Uh, I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, but it won't replace me sending a personal video to Jonathan because Jonathan replied to my email and asked a, a, um, a thoughtful question about, you know, buying an investment property in this market or, um, uh, you know, the, the value of their home or whatever the, the question may be. Um, I mean, maybe AI does that eventually, but like that, that personalized engagement um, I, I don't think there will ever, especially in what, you know, in, in real estate and, and, and mortgage having that, when it's such a high dollar transaction, that personal touch and that, uh, you know, having confidence in, uh, um, you know, the, the person that, that you're, you're going to entrust in, in with that transaction, um, you know, I just don't think there's going to be anything that, that replaces that completely. No, I, I fully agree. And like one of the things that, you know, um, you, you, you can never replace that human, that human component, because for a lot of people navigating um, the, the journey, I mean, this could be this applies to any business, really, but navigating the journey of decision making can be quite emotionally challenging or, or fraught, right? Like, and so you're looking for somebody who's your, your guide that you can trust. And it, because it's it's more than just a um, here's the next step. It's also a uh, it, it's a it's it's a it's a counselor. It's it's the emotional support. It's the empathy. Uh, it's the whole. It's a it's a journey of life. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, AI can never replace those things. Um, you know, but I agree with you very much that it could be a very cool tool for for agents to be. Or anybody to be looking at and using and saying, okay, how do I make part of my 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 process more efficient? Yeah, and so that the AI can kind of do some of that work. I think a great, you know, it, it, it the AI can allow you to not have to start from scratch. You know what I mean? It can give you a good starting point on a blog post or on an email or on a video script or whatever, so you're not starting from scratch. Um, but yeah, you you need to be. I heard somebody describe this. Um, you need to be its master and not let it become your master right like you need to you need to leverage it and strategically utilize it to be more effective and efficient but not allow it to i don't know take over let's say or to uh you know to to um yeah to to drive your your actions or whatever right you're in control of it and instead of vice versa yeah, totally. I mean, it makes sense. Like I've been playing a little bit with Opus Pro and Opus Pro, it, what it does is you can upload like a full video okay, and then it will automatically clip out reels or TikTok videos for you. And it's really cool. Yeah. Opus Pro. Um, it's really cool. But the, um, what I, I discovered there is it's kind of like, um, you know, it, it's, it's hitting and it's also missing. So it's, so some of the videos are definite hits. And you're like, that's perfect. That's a 60 second reel that I didn't have to create. It's got the text already on the, like, it's amazing. They crop it. They get the person's face centered to the the, the video. It's uh, it's truly amazing. Like, it's, it's a huge time saver. Uh, you can take any piece of content that you do and it can automatically create like four or five pieces for you. Um, I love it. But you need to be the editor of it. Right. So, 
<laughs> like watch the videos and make sure that like it cropped it right, you yeah. know? Because uh, some of them, it's like that, I'm like, oh, that's a miss. Yeah, what, but you know, what was the AI doing here? Was the AI did, did, did the AI have too much to drink last night, or what? What happened here? It, it totally. It's just like it's like, oh, it was interested in this, but yeah. I don't think this is right. So, <laughs> um, so that's where like I think AI can be really fun, but it's yeah. like you said, like you need to make sure you're reviewing what it says. And the other thing with it. Um, which uh, I think is a really good like point is that AI is taking the information that's available freely on the web. It's re um, it's pulling it and it's re it's recompiling it basically. Right. And then it's giving it to you. Yeah. And this is why we always have to edit what it provides because uh, it doesn't know whether or not the information it's giving you is hundred percent true or hundred percent factual or hundred um, uh, percent. It might've pulled something in that was a kid was making a joke for his class project. Right. right. And, yeah, so it's like you just want to make sure you're editing it. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, it really is a huge time saver. Gets you started, but then just, just review that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, it's an interesting world. And you're obviously, like, I see your like your videos all the time. Like, so yeah. you're you're doing videos, you're on YouTube. Uh, are you on Instagram and TikTok as well? Yeah. Yeah, much what, to my what? children's chagrin. <laughs> uh it must be fun do they ever do you oh, have you yeah. ever shown up on their feed oh yeah 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 and they're like dad what are you doing <laughs> no, i mean i don't do any like silly dancing or uh, anything like that but they're like why are you on here i see enough uh, of you that's so I good see enough of you already i don't want to see more you know it's working yeah so exactly. what what of those platforms are are you seeing that's like really uh uh it's which one are you seeing having the most uh success right now uh, I mean, I like all of them. Um, well, so, so for example, I mean, you said like that Opus Pro making short form content. If you're going to make the short form content, might as well put it everywhere. So, for example, um, on the mortgage side, we've been um, making these short little bite sized videos, just like teaser videos, 30 seconds or less, usually uh, about a different program or, or, uh, you know, sort of special financing option. In fact, the uh, one I, uh, uh, uploaded today was was along the same lines of the the text script that I shared. Hey, do you think you need? Uh, no, is is the uh, is the idea that you need twenty percent down uh, to purchase a home holding you back? Well, uh, let me tell you right now, we've got blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, recorded that, put it on YouTube Shorts, put it on Instagram Reels, put it on TikTok, uploaded it to my Google business listing, put it on Facebook Reels, put it on LinkedIn, right? Uh, so if you're going to do it, you might as well leverage it everywhere. Um, try to make it feel native if you can, right? Cause each of those platforms has their own little intricacies. Yeah. Their own style. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's important to at least, you know, there's a, there's a point of diminishing returns there, right? Like how to, uh, how to efficiently do that in a way that, um, that, uh, that increases the effectiveness, but you know, you're not spending hours and hours to do something like that. So I, I like all of them and, and we've gotten opportunities from all of them. Um, but I'm also not married to all of them, you know, like, uh, there's been rumors and whispers that TikTok is going to be banned in the U S I mean, that's been going on for quite a while if that happens. Yeah, whatever. I'll keep using the other ones. Right. Um, you know, I like the fact that on TikTok that our TikTok that, um, the algorithm 
will, you, you know, you could create an account today and, and upload a video and it could go viral and it could, you know, get you a bunch of uh, opportunities. You don't have to have an established base there. Um, I think that's great. Um, but I also think there's something to building an audience and an established base that you can, you know, sort of uh, um, build relationship and rapport with over time as well. So I use them all. And, uh, you know, I kind of subscribe to the Gary V social media strategy, right? Try to be everywhere all at once or as best you can. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. And I also, I agree with you. I, I like the, I like these new platforms, like these new short form uh, videos because of the fact that they do, they get that organic reach so quickly and yeah. it's, a, it, it's not necessarily like you don't need to have an established base to, to, uh, to really get off, like to have that video, um, get a lot of traction, but it's, yep. it's still a little bit of a surprise. It seems like it's like, which video is going to go. And, right. And, you never know. Right. That, that, but that, you yeah, know, it, it's just like, it, it's the reason why we test different scripts every week. You never know which one's going to hit and resonate and get you a bunch of conversations and appointments. Like I didn't know that the one that I tried this week was going to go bananas. I didn't know that, but the only way to figure it out is to try it. Right. And it's the same with, Video content, whether it's long or short form, you can guess which one people are going to like, or you can just do them all and let the market decide and and use that information uh, moving forward, right? Like to to uh, to, to make better, uh, more interesting, engaging content the next time and the next time and the next time. Yes, yeah, this is um, it's so true. So so Josh. Um, I just want to say this has been uh, a real treat. I, I love talking to you. You, you, you're always on the cutting edge, and uh, I, I really appreciate what you bring to the industry uh, of real estate, and obviously now on the on the mortgage side too. I appreciate that. And yeah, you're 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 a very cool guy. So if anybody's looking to follow follow you, where where can they how how can they find you? Where can they reach out? Yeah, uh, wake up real estate. Wakeup.realestate is uh, where we're putting a lot of uh, content, um, um, scripts and templates like the one I mentioned, um, and just uh, daily information about what's going on in the real estate in industry, both on the real estate and the mortgage side. Um, you can create a free account there. Um, it also has all of my, you know, my, my contact info and, and social um, uh, profiles. You can find me on pretty much any social platform. Um, I'm on, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever the case may be. So you can find me there and I would love to connect, um, and, uh, and chat. And if there's anything I can do to be of help or service, uh, I would love to explore. Well, Josh, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation as always. And I just want to say thank you so much on behalf of all the listeners. And you've, you've definitely inspired me. Uh, there's a few things I want to I'm like, oh, I want to try this. So I'm, I'm, right on. I'm really excited, and yeah, and definitely inspired me. I should definitely be on TikTok, and we're not. <laughs> give it a whirl, but give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Yeah, give it a whirl. Um, and and yeah, so just want to say thanks again, and this has been really good. So awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Let's go. Likewise.